Welcome to Hot Off The Wire, a daily podcast that looks at the top news, business, sports, and entertainment stories as reported by the Associated Press. I'm Terry Lipschitz, Managing Editor of the National Newsroom at Lee Enterprises and your Curator of News. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off The Wire through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss daily news updates. And now the latest headlines. This is AP News. I'm Rita Foley. No federal government shutdown this weekend. Congress has agreed on a spending measure for now. The AP's Norman Hall. Congress has passed another short-term spending measure that would keep one set of federal agencies operating through March 8th and another set through March 22nd. The extension averts a shutdown for parts of the federal government that would otherwise have kicked in at 12.01 a.m. Saturday. The bill now goes to President Joe Biden to be signed into law. The short-term extension is the fourth in recent months. Lawmakers are voicing increased optimism that it will be the last before Congress approves two separate spending packages totaling more than $1.6 trillion for the full fiscal year. Norman Hall, Washington. Today we expect the judge hearing Donald Trump's classified documents case to set a trial date. At a hearing today, the federal judge in Fort Pierce, Florida, overseeing the classified documents trial of former President Donald Trump, is expected to set a new trial date. It was scheduled to begin May 20th, but U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon has been signaling that may get pushed back. Federal prosecutors led by Jack Smith requested July 8th. Defense lawyers countered with August 12th, but say there is no way to hold a fair trial before the Republican National Convention in July or the November election. Trump denies any wrongdoing. He faces 40 counts on charges that he willfully retained top-secret documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate, urged his lawyer to hide records and lie to the FBI, and enlisted staff to delete surveillance footage. I'm Jennifer King. Both Donald Trump and President Biden visited the U.S.-Mexico border yesterday, a few hundred miles apart. They argued from a distance over who was to blame for the nation's broken immigration system and how to fix it. The largest wildfire in Texas history has now killed two people, the Smokehouse Creek Fire in the Texas Panhandle. Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny's funeral is today in Moscow, his death still unexplained. This is AP News. The IRS is going after high-income earners who haven't filed tax returns in years past. The AP's Jackie Quinn. Millionaire tax cheats, beware. The IRS is coming for tens of thousands of high-wealth earners who haven't filed tax returns in the last seven years. It starts with non-compliance letters this week to more than 25,000 millionaires and 100,000 people who earn $400,000 a year and upward. The Treasury Department says they won't increase audit rates for anyone making under 400000 But there's funding from the Inflation Reduction Act to make sure delinquent millionaires pay their fair share. Earlier this year, the IRS announced it already collected roughly half a billion dollars in overdue taxes from millionaires who were delinquent. I'm Jackie Quinn. And I'm Rita Foley, AP News. The Pentagon's chief is on the defensive as lawmakers confront him over his secret hospital stay. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin admits the Pentagon screwed up by going days without telling the White House he was hospitalized last month. But at a House hearing, Austin was adamant. There was never any lapse in authorities or in command and control. At all times, either I or the deputy secretary was in a position to conduct the duties of my office. Austin says the Pentagon's made changes to improve the notification process if he has to transfer duties again. 
But Republicans like Jim Banks say it's troubling that it took three days for the commander-in-chief to find out his defense chief was off the job. Either the president is that aloof or you are irrelevant. Which one is it, Mr. Secretary? Austin says neither is true. Sagar Magani, Washington. A federal judge has blocked a Texas law that gave local police the power to arrest migrants suspected of being in the U.S. illegally. It's viewed as a victory for the Biden administration. U.S. District Judge David Ezra says the Texas law that allows police to charge someone with entering the country illegally supersedes federal immigration law, which he calls a notion that's antithetical to the Constitution and consistently rejected by federal courts ever since the Civil War. The judge also struck down the claim by Texas authorities that the large numbers of illegal border crossings constitutes a, quote, invasion. Texas officials are expected to appeal. A former career U.S. diplomat says he'll plead guilty to charges that he served as a secret agent for Cuba. 73-year-old former Ambassador Manuel Roca changed his plea from not guilty to guilty, telling a federal judge in Miami he'll admit to two counts of conspiring to act as a foreign agent in exchange for 13 other charges being dropped. Not only did Roca work for the State Department, he was a special advisor to the head of the military's U.S. Southern Command. Roca had been caught on tape calling the U.S. the enemy and bragging about being a Cuban mole for some 40 years of service. I'm Jackie Quinn. Russian President Vladimir Putin has vowed to fulfill Moscow's goals in Ukraine in his State of the Nation address ahead of next month's election. Arriving to an auditorium packed with Russian lawmakers and top officials, Putin began his two-hour-long address. He also sternly warned the West against deeper involvement in the fighting, saying it could risk a global nuclear conflict. French President Emmanuel Macron had earlier said that deploying Western troops to Ukraine should not be ruled out. In an apparent reference to Macron's statement, Putin said countries who decided to do that would face tragic consequences. He accused the West in provoking conflict in Ukraine, the Middle East and other regions of the world and said that there are also weapons that can hit targets on their territory. I'm Karen Shamas. Americans are fractured along party lines in their support for military aid for Ukraine, according to the latest poll from the Associated Press Nork Center for Public Affairs Research. 27% of Americans surveyed say the U.S. is spending too little versus 70% who say we're spending too much or just the right amount. Among Democrats, 44% say the U.S. is spending too little on military aid for Ukraine. That's up from 14% in November. Among Republicans, 55% say the U.S. is spending too much. Only 14% say the U.S. is spending too little. Jeffrey Jackson, a Republican from Granbury, Texas, tells the AP the U.S. government needs to take care of our own people and then worry about the rest of the world later. Nevertheless, half of U.S. adults say it's highly important for the U.S. to focus on stopping Russia from gaining more territory in Ukraine, and a majority, including Republicans, support the spirit of Article 5 of the NATO military alliance and say they would favor deploying U.S. troops to defend a NATO ally if it were attacked by Russian forces. Jennifer King, Washington. 
AP Sports, I'm David Schuster. A busy night on the hardcourt NBA, and we start in the Mile High City with Bruce Morton reporting on Denver and Miami. The Nuggets led wire to wire, but had to hang on for a 103-97 victory over Miami. This in a rematch of last season's finals. Denver has won five in a row, but this win was bittersweet. Guard Jamal Murray limped off the court with a right ankle sprain in the second quarter and did not return to action. Michael Porter Jr. was game high with 30 points. The defeat brought to an end a couple of streaks for Miami. Overall, it had won five straight and seven in a row on the road. From the high altitude, we go east, where Dave Ferry gives us all the details on Milwaukee and Charlotte. Giannis Attentacupo and Bobby Portis had double-doubles in the Bucks' fourth consecutive win, 111-99 versus the Hornets. Attentacupo finished with 24 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists in 33 minutes. We know we have direction right now. Uh, we know what we're trying to get from every position. Every position counts. And we are going to make a shot. Portis added 14 points and 10 boards for Milwaukee, which led by 19 at halftime and improved to 7-7 seven and seven under new coach Doc Rivers. The Bucks have held opponents under 100 points for a season-high three straight games. Brandon Miller had a team-high 21 points for the Hornets, who were swept in the four-game season series. Staying East, Brooklyn to be exact, the Nets took it to the Hawks, beating Atlanta 124-97 behind Cameron Johnson, who was back in the starting lineup, and he scored 29 points. It feels good. I, like I tell you guys all the time, all you're looking for is, is rhythm. Rhythm and uh, feel of the game. Um, you know, it slows it down for you. Anytime you're, you're in your comfortable spaces, your comfortable roles, it slows the game down for you, and you're able to process, you know, uh, quicker, more efficiently. And, and sometimes good results follow that. Also in the New York metropolitan area, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Knicks 110-99 as coach Steve Kerr saw his team win its seventh straight road game. We've hardly had any blowouts in either direction. Um, so every game's tight, and I think, you know, if, if our guys um, can build on this, we can we can recognize what it takes. Other games, Victor Wembanyama filled up the stat sheet, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, and 5 blocks. San Antonio downing Oklahoma City, 132-118. Paolo Bencaro had 29 points. Orlando, 115-107 over Utah. Devin Booker had 35 points. Phoenix over Houston, 110-105. And Anthony Davis had 40 points. The Lakers in overtime just getting by Washington, 134-131. Off the court, Philadelphia center Joel Embiid says he plans on returning this season no matter what the 76ers record is Embiid is recovering from knee surgery to the NHL and we begin in Boston where Gethin Kulba saw an exciting game between the Bruins and Golden Knights. An unlikely group of scorers powered the Bruins to a 5-4 win over former coach Bruce Cassidy and the defending Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights. Mason Lorai ripped a one-timer from the right circle with 4.37 remaining to break a 4-all tie. Unbelievable, so many great players in this locker room. Um, special group and a lot of guys that can put the puck in the net. Morgan Geeky scored a pair in the first and completed his first career hat trick late in the second period. Jesper Boquist also scored as Boston snapped a three-game skid. Vegas overcame a 3-0 deficit after the first and tied it at four on Chandler Stevenson's goal, 5-0-1 into the third. 
Elsewhere, William Nylander had a goal and two assists, Toronto doubling up Arizona 4-2. Brock Nelson scored twice, the Islanders downing Detroit 5-3. Rasmus Dahlin had the game winner in overtime, Buffalo getting by Tampa Bay 3-2. Florida a 4-3 winner over Montreal in a shootout with Anthony Stolarz in the nets for the Panthers. We did a really good job of just kind of settling down when, uh, you know, they ever had chances in uh, in our zone. And, uh, you know, obviously with this team, you're, you're never out of it. So my job just kind of go out there and uh, just worry about the nice shot making save. Other games, Nashville won its seventh in a row, 6-1 over Minnesota. Colorado shutting out Chicago 5-0. Dallas a 4-1 winner over Winnipeg. LA 5-1 over Vancouver and Seattle, 2-0 over Pittsburgh. Pro football and women's basketball news is next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NFL news from Thursday. The owner of a marquee franchise is being ordered to take a paternity test after having his court appeal denied. Gethin Kulba is back with that story. A judge has upheld a decision requiring Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones to take a paternity test as part of a legal dispute with a 27-year-old woman who claims the billionaire is her biological father. Jones had appealed a 2022 ruling in a paternity case brought by Alexandra Davis. The woman previously alleged in a separate lawsuit she was conceived from a relationship Jones had with her mother in the mid-1990s. Attorneys for Jones are challenging the constitutionality of the Texas law that would compel genetic testing of Jones. And finally, women's basketball news. Iowa star Caitlin Clark announced that she will enter the WNBA draft where she's projected to be the number one pick. Clark already holds the women's major college career scoring mark and soon will surpass the legendary Pete Maravich who holds the men's record. I'm David Schuster, AP Sports. Baseball star Shohei Otani has announced on social media that he is married. He's written on Instagram in Japanese. His new wife is a Japanese woman without identifying her. He says he will reveal more in an interview on Friday. He's asked media to refrain from conducting unauthorized interviews. The two-way star joined the Los Angeles Dodgers in December on a 10-year, $700 million contract. The 29-year-old Otani is one of Japan's biggest celebrities. I'm Geffen Kuhlbach. The Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge increased in January. Prices were up last month, but the increase is smaller compared to previous years. Inflation has cooled, but many Americans remain frustrated. Overall, prices are still well above where they were before inflation erupted three years ago. Behind the rise are higher costs for hotels, health care, and restaurant meals. A brighter spot is incomes rose. The report also showed consumer spending rose slightly, meaning Americans saved slightly more last month. The uptick in inflation has the Federal Reserve concerned about potentially cutting interest rates too soon this year. Ed Donahue, Washington. More Americans applied for unemployment last week, but the number of layoffs remains historically low. 13,000 more people applied for unemployment for the week ending February 24th. Overall, almost 2 million Americans are getting benefits. The unemployment rate is 3.7 percent. Though layoffs remain at low levels, there have been more job cuts recently, mostly in technology and media. 
Among the companies that have been letting people go, Google parent company Alphabet, eBay, TikTok, and the Los Angeles Times. There have been job cuts outside of tech and media, including at UPS, Macy's, and Levi's. I'm Rita Foley. I'm Terry Lipschutz, thanking you for listening. Audio provided by the Associated Press. Music is by Skillcell and provided through Pixabay. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off The Wire on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.